Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. This is episode 38, Inventors. If you listen to episode 34 of the STEM Teacher Podcast, Animal Group Names, I mentioned a book that I got in the teacher's lounge on the first week of school. It's called The Scholastic Book of Lists. And all it is is it's 250, it says on the front, amazing lists of fun facts and weird trivias that almost everything you need to know. Well, this book came out in 2003, so obviously there's a lot more that could be added to these lists, but some of the lists are are still relevant, and one of those is Great Inventors, and it talks about great inventions, and there's a list of maybe 25 inventions here. We're just going to go over a few, um, and they're very STEM-related, and hopefully it spurs your imagination. You go look up some more inventions or look up more on these inventions. So the first one we're going to talk about is the handheld camera. And the reason I bring that up is more pictures are taking in two minutes today than there were total photos 150 years ago. So there was cameras before handheld cameras. But if you think about now, almost everybody's got a smartphone in their hand. Everybody's taking pictures, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. They're all picture-based systems and there are more pictures uploaded every two minutes than there were total pictures 150 years ago. So the handheld camera was invented by George Eastman. Um, He was a bank clerk in Rochester, New York, and it was a Kodiak, or I'm sorry, Kodak was the name of the company. Probably sound familiar. So the way the camera worked is it was preloaded with 100 pictures and you would take the pictures until it was full, and then you would send it back to the factory. And what they would do is they would take that film out, they would reload it with film and send the camera back to you while they processed the pictures you took. So if you think about right now, you take a picture, you look at it immediately, no, that's no good, delete it. Um, You had to take the pictures and a hundred pictures is is a lot, um, especially back in the day. So then you send it into the company and wait for them to send send them back. So you don't know if if the pictures are good or not until several months later when you get them back. And, uh, you know, if it was a family photo or something significant and you didn't get a good picture of it, you wouldn't even know it until several months later. So um, that, that picture or that statistic about every two minutes, there's more pictures taken. Um, that was a 2014 statistic. And in 2014, 1.8 billion pictures were taken every day. So that was four years ago. I have to believe that that number is through the roof from them. So 1888, the handheld camera. Next invention is canned food. In 1811, it was invented by Nicholas Appert. And what this did was it allowed people to preserve food by killing the bacteria and sealing the jar and preventing food from spoiling. Now I've seen some things about the different lifespan of canned food and bottom line is bacteria will not get in as long as the seal is not broken. Um, But the general consensus on the internet is that the food will lose its texture and lose its taste the longer it is canned. So the process of canning is you take a, typically a mason jar, a glass jar, and you fill it with whatever you want to can. I know people who do canned meat. I know people who do canned vegetables, tomatoes, and you put it in boiling water. The boiling water heats up the contents, thus killing the bacteria. 
and it also pushes all the air out of the jar. Then you put the cap on the jar and let it cool. And what happens is the air that is left inside creates a vacuum seal against that top and sucks it in. And if you've ever seen, you know, tops on any kind of thing where you open it and the lid pops up, those are, are it has that vacuum effect. So it kills bacteria while in the process. It also seals the jar so it won't spoil. That was pretty significant if you think back in the day for preserving food because ice wasn't really available and refrigeration wasn't available. So to be able to preserve food was was very important. And if you think now it le has led to freeze-dried food, it's led to vacuum pack sealers. I use my food saver all the time. Um, so 1811 canned food. Next one is 1854, the elevator invented by Elisha Graves Otis. Now this is misleading because the elevator has actually been around for centuries. However, Otis was the one who was able to invent the safety brake for the elevator. So in the event that it fell, it wouldn't come crashing to the ground. And that safety brake is operated using centrifugal force. So if it flies or if it falls too fast, weights spin out, thus applying the brakes on the elevator. So most elevators in those days were steam powered, which I thought was very interesting. But uh, prior to that, there's animal powered, water powered. There's all kinds of human powered elevators. Um, but most of the elevators in the 1854 era were steam powered. Now, another thing that came to light was in 1880, uh, the electric elevator was invented, which was another groundbreaking accomplishment. So 1854 elevator, and it's specifically the brakes on the elevator by uh, Elijah Otis inventing the safety brakes that actually let the elevator industry take off because now it was much safer and there wasn't any danger of crashing through the floor if the cable broke. The next invention we're going to talk about is peanut butter. Now this one is a little shaky on the inventor. I saw some places where it said George Washington Carver invented peanut butter. I saw places where Dr. Kellogg invented peanut butter. He might have been the first one to have a, a practical use, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, I also saw some that said the Aztec Empire uh, mash roasted peanuts to make a form of peanut butter, and they, they kind of disappeared in the 1500s. So who actually invented peanut butter is maybe a mystery. And I'm going to talk just a little bit about Dr. Kellogg because this is this is why he came up with his peanut butter. So Dr. Kellogg came up with a way of making peanut butter, and he used it as a protein substitute for his patients who had bad teeth or no teeth and couldn't eat meat. So regardless of where peanut butter came from, whether it's the Aztecs, the uh, George Washington Carver, who did a lot of peanut work. He was actually known as the peanut man. You can see my air quotes. Um, Dr. Kellogg did the protein substitute. And when you look at peanut butter, there's several different kinds you can buy right now. Some of it is quote unquote natural peanut butter where the oil and the peanuts separate and you have to stir it up. Um, they came, I believe it was 1922, they came up with a way of processing peanut butter so that the oil and the peanuts did not separate using partially hydrogenated uh, oil. So peanut butter, 
I don't know about you. I love peanut butter, especially a little strawberry jelly, piece of red, whammo, sandwich. So we're going to call it 1890 George Washington Carver. Uh, again, that's using my scholastic book of lists. You go on the internet and look at it, you get a lot of conflicting information. So the last one we're going to talk about is Velcro. In 1955, a man named George D. Menstrel was hunting in the Swiss mountains, and he noticed that the hooks on the cockleburs stuck to his pant leg, they stuck to his dog, and he was wondering why. So he investigated it, and he invented the first version of Velcro. Now, Velcro comes from two French words, which mean velvet and hook. So invented by a Swiss a Swiss hunter, which I think is really neat. But if you've ever been out in the woods, you've had those cockleburs. They stick to absolutely everything. Your, your hunting pack, your pants, you know, the sleeve of your jacket, your dog, everything. So that's where Velcro came from. Now, NASA made kind of made Velcro famous because they used it to anchor um, tools and people on the Apollo missions in the 50s. So NASA is the one who made it famous, but a Swiss hunter named George Menstrel is the one who invented it. Now, if you look at Velcro now, it has a million different uses. I'm in the army. I have all my uniforms have, we call it hook and loop fastener tape. So on the sleeves where the rank goes, where our name tape goes, where it says U.S. Army, on our packs, on our um, on our ballistic vests, on absolutely everything, there's Velcro. I remember when Velcro first came out, correction, hook and loop fastener tape, sorry, sorry, Army. Um, when it first came out, and that's how all the name tapes were on the uniforms, a big joke, I haven't really seen it much anymore in minor Sonon, but a big joke used to be take people's name tapes and flip them upside down or take people's rank and turn it sideways. Um, because you could move it and you've never been able to move it before. It was always sewn on before. So in the army, they used a ton of, uh, a ton of Velcro hook and loop fastener tape. They use it for cord wraps. They use it for the cuffs on jackets, the cuffs on, uh, you know, like rain pants. They use it on hats. They use it on gym bags, Velcro or hook and loop fastener tape, whichever you prefer to use is absolutely everywhere. Now I'm going to get into a little bonus section. And again, in my book of lists from 2004, it has some kid inventors. And I'm not going to go much into the inventions or the kids, but it's pretty neat to see, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can invent stuff. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the Popsicle, invented by an 11-year-old, Frank Epperson. Uh, next one is earmuffs, which I thought was pretty interesting because... If you look at earmuffs now, they have just regular earmuffs that block out sound. They have electronic earmuffs. They have earmuffs with microphones. Um, they have earmuffs that you can plug music into, all kinds of earmuffs. So that was invented by a 15-year-old, Chester Greenwood. Um, the kitty stool, the fold-away kitty stool, was invented by a 5-year-old named Jenny Lowe. And in the book, it says, the inventor of the kitty stool thought of her invention in kindergarten. She wanted to be able to reach the bathroom sink and invented fold-away steps. Well... The mother of necessity, right? Or the mother of invention is necessity. Bam, there it is. So the next one is electric Christmas lights. Now, I didn't look into, but it would be kind of neat to see what kind of Christmas lights were there before. Maybe done. So electric Christmas lights were invented by a 15-year-old named Albert Sadica. And the last one is the biogradable diaper. Biogradable diaper was invented by Risha 
Vesduva, a 17-year-old. So that's just kind of a maybe another uh, mother of invention is necessity kind of thing there. And uh, on the diaper realm, if I go to the other side of this book with the lists, disposable diapers were invented in 1951. 1951, they haven't been around that long. Invented by Marion Donovan. So I have to believe, again, that was probably out of necessity. So there you have it, the STEM Teacher Podcast. We talked about the handheld camera. We talked about canned food, the elevator, specifically elevator brakes. Talked about peanut butter, which is very controversial on who actually invented it. I'm going to go with the Aztecs. I think the Aztecs probably did it. Although I stated George Washington Carver, because that's what it says in this book of lists. Uh, we also talked about Velcro, invented by a Swiss hunter. And we talked about some kid inventions, the popsicle earmuffs, the kitty stool, electric Christmas lights, and your favorite and mine, diapers, both biodegradable and disposable. So there it is, the STEM teacher podcast, asking you to keep an open mind and try to learn something new every day. You've been listening to the STEM Teacher Podcast hosted by John Van Dusen. You can find the STEM Teacher Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. You can also follow John Van Dusen on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD.